Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. Beggar by Revan, the first chapter in the adventures of Eslaf Errol. It should be noted that though these books may appear to be an historical account, they are completely fictional, as indicated by the names of the major characters, each of which, when spelled backwards, gives a pretty clear indication to this fact. Eslaf Errol is false lore. La Paracopa, apocryphal. Itluaf, faulty. Inope, phony. Leernu, unreal. Suibud, dubious. Lysifitra, artificial. Druzba, absurd. Ilekilnu, unlikely. Even the author's name is never spelled backwards. Eslaf Errol was the last of the litter of five born to the queen of the prosperous Nordic kingdom of Erlgard, La Pyrocopa, and her husband, the king of Erlgard, Itluaf. During pregnancy, the queen had been more than twice as wide as she was tall, and the act of delivery took three months and six days after it had begun. It is perhaps understandable that the Lepyrocopa elected, upon expelling Eslaf to frown, say, good riddance, and die. Like many Nords, Itluaf did not care very much for his wife and less for his children. His subjects were puzzled, therefore, when he announced that he would follow the ancient tradition of his people of Atmora of following his beloved spouse to the grave. They had not thought they were particularly in love, nor were they aware that such a tradition existed. Still, the simple people were grateful, for the little royal drama alleviated their boredom, which was, and is, a common problem in the more obscure parts of northern Skyrim, particularly in wintertide. He gathered his household staff and his five fat, bawling little heirs in front of him, and divided his estate. To his son Inope, he gave his title. To his son Leernu, he gave his land. To his son Suibud, he gave his fortune. To his daughter Lysifitra, he gave his army. Itluaf's advisers had suggested keeping the inheritance together for the good of the kingdom, but Itluaf did not particularly care for his advisers, or the kingdom for that matter. Upon making his announcement, he drew his dagger across his throat. One of the nurses, who was rather shy, finally decided to speak as the king's life ebbed away. Your Highness, you forgot your fifth child, little Eslaf. Good Itluaf groaned. It is somewhat hard to concentrate with blood gushing from one's throat, after all. The king tried in vain to think of something to bequeath, but there was nothing left. Finally, he sputtered, irritably, Eslaf should have taken something then, and died. That a babe but a few days old was expected to demand his rightful inheritance was arguably unfair. But so Eslaf Arrow was given his birthright with his father's dying breath. He would have nothing but what he had taken. Since no one else would have him, the shy nurse, whose name was Druzba, took the baby home. It was a decrepit little shack, and over the years that followed, it became more and more decrepit. Unable to find work, Druzba sold all of her furnishings to buy food for little Eslav. By the time he was old enough to walk and talk, she had sold the walls and the roof as well, so they had nothing but a floor to call home, and if you've ever been to Skyrim, you can appreciate that that is scarcely sufficient. Druzba did not tell Eslav the story of his birth, or that his brothers and sister were leading quite nice lives with their inheritances, for, as we have said, she was rather shy and found it difficult to broach the subject. She was so painfully shy, in fact, that whenever he asked any questions about where he came from, Druzba would run away. That was more or less her answer to everything, to flee. In order to communicate with her at all, Eslav learned how to run almost as soon as he could walk. He couldn't keep up with his adopted mother at first, but in time, he learned to go toe-heel, toe-heel, if he anticipated a short but fast sprint, 
and heel-toe, heel-toe, if it seemed Druzba was headed for a long-distance marathon flight. He never did get all the answers he needed from her, but Eslav did learn how to run. The kingdom of Erlgard had, in the years that Eslav was growing, become quite a grim place. King Inope did not have a treasury, for Suibud had been given that. He did not have any property for income, for Laernu had been given that. He did not have an army to protect the people, for Lysifetra had been given that. Furthermore, as he was but a child, all decisions in the kingdom went through Inope's rather corrupt council. It had become a bureaucratic, exploitative land of high taxes, rampant crime, and regular incursions from neighboring kingdoms. Not a particularly unusual situation for a kingdom of Tamriel, but an unpleasant one nonetheless. The time finally came when the tax collector arrived to Drusba's hovel, such as it was, to collect the only thing he could, the floor. Rather than protest, the poor shy maid ran away, and Eslav never saw her again. Without a home or a mother, Eslav did not know what to do. He had grown accustomed to the cold open air in Drusba's shack, but he was hungry. "'May I have a piece of meat?' he asked the butcher down the street. "'I'm very hungry.' The man had known the boy for years, often spoke to his wife about how sorry he felt for him, growing up in a home with no ceilings or walls. He smiled at Eslaf and said, Go away, or I'll hit you. Eslaf hurriedly left the butcher and went to a nearby tavern. The tavern keeper had been a former valet in the king's court and knew that the boy was by right a prince. Many times, he had seen the poor ragged lad in the streets and sighed at the way fate had treated him. May I have something to eat? Eslaf asked the tavern keeper. I'm very hungry. You're lucky I don't cook you eat you up, replied the tavern keeper. Eslav hurriedly left the tavern. For the rest of the day, the boy approached the good citizens of Erlgard, begging for food. One person had thrown something at him, but it turned out to be an inedible rock. As night fell, a raggedy man came up to Eslav and, without saying a word, handed him a piece of fruit and a piece of dried meat. The lad took it, wide-eyed, and as he devoured it, he thanked the man very sweetly. If I see you begging on the streets tomorrow, the man growled, I'll kill you myself. There are only so many beggars we of the guild allow in any one town, and you make it one too many. You're ruining business. It was a good thing Eslaf Errol knew how to run. He ran all night. Eslaf Errol's story is continued in the book Thief.